just use like this moisturizer from Trader Joe's that has like I think SPF 15. Ah, I know 15 Alexis no. Hello everybody, welcome to Put the Lotion in the Basket. My name's Patrick. My name is Anna. And it has been a little while since the last time we spoke. Um, so a lot, a lot has gone on in the world of skincare. We've also got a special guest today who I met at a party and I just thought was beautiful and I wanted to know what she did with her skin. And she's agreed to come along today and tell us all about it. So we, we will be meeting her later as well. Very excited. So let's, but let's start off with a bit of a skin check-in. How has your skin been doing over the last few weeks? My skin has been doing pretty well, I think. I feel pretty good about my skin. I have had, since we last talked to each other, I have had quite a, quite a month. It's been more than a month since we last met. And so... I've had a lot of life events. Actually, my my mother passed away um, about last month, so going on four weeks ago. And of course, thank you. I'm gonna bring in the most superficial possible angle on this that's related to skincare. <laughs> I don't know how dark we can get on this, but I'm just gonna go for it. Um, I mean, I think that you know you've lost a parent. It it's yeah. it really I it didn't hit me until experiencing it how meaningful it is when people reach out. You know, I've had, I had a number of friends, of course, that just sent messages or called and, and whatever, you know, said, I'm so sorry or, or whatever it is. And it really means a lot, like more than I anticipated, you know? And I will say, um, this is just like, this is, this is a skin related note of appreciation to one of my friends because um, when I got the call, my parents are in New York, so when I got the call, my mom had passed away, I was preparing to leave, and I was packing my, my bags one day, and a good friend of mine, she texted me, said, do you need anything? And I was like, not really. She said, well, why don't I just come over, keep you company? So I said, great, because I was home alone. So she came over, and she had chocolate, and she had some canned drinks, and she also brought the SkinCeuticals Vitamin C Serum, Aww. the coveted $200 SkinCeuticals Vitamin C Serum. Oh. So this is a friend for life. Yeah, yeah for a friend for my life as well. You know, if she, I'm happy to share my details with her. I mean, and she has to know you pretty well to know that in one of your darkest hours, the way to bring a, put a smile back on your face is a coveted high-end skincare product. 100%. It was an amazing gesture on many levels that so we had, a, you know, under the circumstances, a lovely afternoon of talking and I packed and she kept me company. And I have been using the SkinCeuticals vitamin C serum ever since. And I think it has done my skin good, even though it has not been a great period of time in my life. But yeah. my skin looks good. So, you know, that's something. Yeah, it's more than something. Yeah. I do you know, as I ask the question, I always, as I always do, I look at your face and there I mean there's usually a dewy, dewy glow but there is just something more going on today I think well thank you so how long have you been using this for for about a month I guess like I kind of upgraded my skincare routine when all this yes. crap went down in my personal life maybe it's a little bit of outside in uh, 
therapy, I'm like, well, at least my skin can look good when I have no control over anything else. So I think it's, uh, yeah, it's paid off. I, my insides do not exactly match my outsides right now, but I feel like my skin has improved over the last several weeks. Yeah. Well, as long as the outsides look good, it doesn't really matter what's going on inside or is it? Let's be honest. Yeah. It doesn't (laughs) matter. No, you got it right. Yeah, that is right. That is right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, keep up the good work. And before we meet our guest, I'll just check in with um, what's been going on with my face. Um, So I have been keeping things simple, you know, cleansing morning and night. In the evening, I've been using an Elemis collagen kind of cleansing mask, not just because it's got collagen in it, but because of water getting everywhere and just me being lazy. I just have no time to kind of get my face wet just before bed because then that also kind of wakes me up and then it's like I can't sleep and then it's just a whole thing. And then I don't want to develop a Xanax problem to try and counteract the fact that I feel awake after using water. So I now just get a warm cloth and wipe off the day with the Elemis stuff, which I really like. Um, I was... Up until about a month ago, I was using um, tretinoin every kind of third night, but have stopped, and we're going to talk about why in just a minute. So that's kind of been my evening routine. Mornings, I typically wash my face with uh, Origins Clear Improvement Foaming Facial Wash. People roll their eyes at that. Origins gets kind of a bit of a bad press, um, generally, because I think it's actually owned by... I want to say it's owned by like McDonald's or something, but it's owned by a company that you wouldn't think really should be in control of a skincare empire. But I, but it smells great and I like it. And it just kind of leaves my skin squeaky clean, but not kind of dry squeaky, but just, I just feel like it's cleansed, you know? Uh, I've invested in a, a new SPF that was on sale at Sephora. Um, it's called Innis, Innis Free, and it's uh, SPF 36. Because I did use, I used to do fa- I used to do SPF fifty before I met you, Anna, and Anna told me, and Anna's not the only person that's told me this now, that anything over thirty is kind of a con, and could actually be damaging your skin more, or at least kind of putting unnecessary chemicals into your face when it's not really providing any more protection from the sun. So I've gone from fifty to thirty six. I can't quite bring myself to go down to thirty, not at my age. So thirty six is like a good kind of compromise um so I've been using it and I must say it's like I think it's like $24 for quite a big um tube and it seems to work it's made with some kind of sunflower oil and it reminds me of Dermalogica products that I've used in the past which can only be a good thing in my book so I've been using that I've been using um a vitamin c with ferulic dupe uh, Dr. Brenner that you got me into again and I must say that is that's working well I went I realized I was using too much of it though at one point and I was kind of almost putting it on like aftershave and I got quite red yeah, yeah, because this stuff is strong, you know, it's like, it's really concentrated. Vitamin C is, you know, it's a natural product, but it's really potent. So you've got to, you know, less is more as I, you know, it's, it's so much of skincare is less is more, isn't it? So, so I've been doing that and that's kind of it. Yeah, so like I said, I stopped the tretinoin because I was just, it was really irritating my face and it was actually getting to the point where 
it looked like I had something seriously wrong with my face. And it's, you know, anyone that knows anything about tretinoin will know that there's this thing called the purge, where, you know, you start using the product and because it's super strong, you, your skin actually gets worse before it gets better, or so we believed. Um, so I was kind of going through this purge a process, thinking, okay, my skin looks awful, it looks, my face looks like I've been burnt by acid, but <laughs> it's okay because it's going through the purge and it is going to get better. And then you texted me a really interesting article, and that kind of just made me realise that I think I've done the right thing by just stopping this stuff. So do you want to tell us what you found? Yes. So I am not using it anymore either because of the same reason. So this is, once again, this goes to Dr. Dennis Gross, um, who someday we will have on this podcast because I'm obviously obsessed, not just, yes, not just with his products, but he's a really good social media follow. So he does a lot of videos for TikTok and Instagram, and he does a lot of videos debunking different skincare trends. And he did one on tretinoin in the last week that kind of blew my mind. And he said, this product, it's it's really strong. It's a retinoid, I think, and that it's supposed to be an acne treatment. And the way you're supposed to use it is like putting little small dots on your zits, basically, mm -hmm. and then, you know, rubbing it in. Um, whereas, you know, I think a lot of us were just kind of applying a layer to our whole faces. And he said it can be really irritating to your skin. And if it is, you should stop using it because that just means it's it's irritating your skin barrier and basically damaging your skin and there's no reason to keep using it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this just totally debunks the whole idea of like, oh, your skin has to purge and then it emerges new, like total BS apparently. It's just like, no, if your skin is reacting poorly, you should just stop using it. Yeah, and that's insane because we've all been thinking the more purge, the better, because it's like, it's all of the toxins that we've been using for years, finally coming out of our face, thanks to this golden chalice that we call tretinoin. And actually, we're just messing our faces up and making ourselves look older. And that just makes me want to just curl up and die, quite frankly. Um, so yeah, what a revelation. Truly, I know. I just think it, you know, less is more. I keep coming back to it, but it's like you look at the market and you look at all of the things that are available and it's like if you put something in a shiny bottle, I am like a magpie and I want it and I kind of don't care what's in it. If someone tells me it's good and if it's got, a, and if it's expensive, I definitely want it and I don't even know what's in it. I know. I know, me too. I'm very susceptible to the marketing. And also, it does, the whole tretinoin thing does make me question, like, I feel like this is kind of a thing that you hear about all sorts of various things that people do to their bodies. Like, oh, if you're having a bad reaction, that's how it's supposed to go. That's, you know, you're just, uh, you have to stick with it because the yeah. benefits will emerge later. I mean, I'm not talking about, like, things we know are good, like exercising or whatever, and you don't like it at first. But like, I don't know. I just feel like that's a whole kind of talking point that we hear a lot. And it was kind of revelatory in many ways. <laughs> I was like, just to hear this doctor be like, yeah, if you're having a bad reaction, you should probably just stop. Yeah. 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 I know. Mind blown. Mind blown. Um, so I think that is a perfect time to bring in our guest today, who is somebody that I met at a party and I thought her skin looked amazing and I 
remember thinking to myself, whatever she's had done is really working for her. So she's very um, kindly agreed to come along and talk about that today. So without further ado, please welcome Alexis to the show. Hi, Alexis. Hi. Today, I want us, I want us to kind of create a safe space for us all to talk about getting work done. I think it's like a taboo thing. It's almost like you don't ask someone how much money they earn and you don't ask someone what work they've had done to their face, you know? And I just think that's wrong. Not the, the, not the money side of things, because the money is in your bank account. I can't see your bank account, but I can see your face. So it's like, what, what have you had done? And it's like, you, if you ask somebody that question, nine times out of ten, it's met with kind of embarrassment or, or lies. And there's nothing to be embarrassed or lie about, right? So it's like... I, because I, I'm, like I said, I saw you, I thought, whatever you've had done, it's really working for you. So I'd love to know what you've had done, if you're open to telling me. Sure. So I haven't really had a lot done. I just had filler in, uh, I guess, what do you call this? The... So like your lower cheeks. I'm sure there's a scientific term to yeah, it. The smile lines, I guess. Right. I had filler put my smile lines. I had my lips done and then just Botox. And, and what about like non-invasive treatments like microdermabrasion, anything like that? I've had microdermabrasions. I haven't had it probably in a couple of years, but I used to get it more regularly. Yeah, so yeah, because I've heard I, people swear by that kind of um, those kind of treatments that aren't invasive. But I, I'm interested to know where, how old you were when you got your first um, Botox treatment. I was talking to one of my girlfriends, I remember she was 30, and I hadn't had it done, I was 35, and she was shocked, and I was like, okay, maybe I should go, so I made an appointment the next day, and I love it. Yeah. I love filler, oh. lip filler, my yeah. favorite. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay, so that's Botox, so then let's talk about, so let's work our way down from the forehead right to the chin. <laughs> so, bo so obviously Botox, forehead, eyes, and the 11 lines here, so those kind of three areas that we you know, well, I can't speak for anyone other than myself, but but I've had done. Um, so what? So so let's talk about fillers. So where have you had filler? Just my lips and then my smile lines, like here, and then I think they call them the parentheses or something. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah just the smile lines. And so when they do the smile lines, do they put it like right, kind of where the lines are, or is it like other areas so that it like pulls it up? How does it work? So they just kind of well. From what I can feel, I think they just put it in the actual spot and then they just kind of like massage it, you know, work it's work it down your face so it's not lumpy. Interesting. And so my next question is about maintenance for fillers, because I know that Botox typically lasts well, they say four to six months, but let's be honest, it's more like three to four months. Um, what about fillers? How what's their shelf life in the face? They last pretty long. I would say like I've gone with my lips probably like I just had them redone, but maybe like over a year. Oh, okay. That's longer than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think it depends on the brand that you get. Like I think I had Juvederm and I can't remember the other one, but I think some of them last longer than others. Yeah. Yeah. And so have you now got it down to a fine art in terms of where you go, who does the work and what they do? put in like or have you have you just not deviated from the first time you you went to see somebody so because I'd had it done originally on the east coast so now I did find a person when I moved to LA so I've been going to her probably like a year and a half two years and it's hard to find you want to find like a good person that you can trust so yeah yeah, yeah and I am looking for that person so could you tell us who that person is and where they are 
They're at Luna Med Spa in West Hollywood. This is something I don't know about me because it's been a, it's been an, almost a year since I've had Botox and I am definitely ready to um, go under the needle again. <laughs> um, and I can't remember for the life of me how many units I have. I just, whenever I've gone, I've said, just freeze my face. You know, like I don't, and because they always go, well, you know, we want you to look natural. I'm like, well, well, I don't. So I, I don't want to be able to move my forehead. That's, that's, that's the brief. So, and then they're like, okay. And then it's a lot of money, but I'm, I walk out happy. And then in two weeks, I can't move my face and I'm even happier. So like, do you remember, do you remember how many units you have? I had 25 of the uh, Botox. 25. That's pretty light. That's yeah, pretty light. I think that is light. Yeah. That's what they told me. Yeah, but I've normally always gotten like 20 to 25, I think is the most I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I definitely have, I've had more than that. I, but I think as a guy, you know, men's skin is different. And, you know, um, I've, I had lines in my forehead from the age of 14 just because of how expressive I am, you know. So it's just, it's been, it's, that was the the first time I ever had Botox, which was when I was actually in my early 20s, which, and it wasn't because I could afford it, because I couldn't, but I was dating a plastic surgeon who would give me this stuff for free. Why did you break up? I was just <laughs> Well, yeah, you should ask him, because it was his decision, not mine, believe me. Oh, but, um, yeah, I don't really know if I was with him for his personality, I was with him for his access to uh, pharmaceutical products, which is probably not the best uh, basis for a relationship, you know? Fair. Even we on this podcast have our limits. <laughs> we do have some values, some moral character. Somewhere, somewhere. There are still values, you know, but like, but I was grateful for the time that we had together and for the time I spent on his uh, chair. And, um, you know, and yeah, and it did, it just... You know, I, for me, some people are terrified of Botox. They don't like the idea of not being able to move their face. For me, it just, it's like a magic solution for me because it just stopped. It just got rid of these problematic areas that I, that would bug me every time I looked in the mirror, you know. And so I, you know, I, I think um, Botox has become, you know, it started off as quite a scary thing, but now it's just like, it is just like going to, to CVS, you know, just to kind of buy some moisturizer, you know, just kind of paralyze your face with toxins and then get on with for the rest of your day. I know so many people I know get it, and I only realized it in the last few years, but like, you know, friends that are not, that would not strike me as particularly vain or look fake in any way will just casually be like, oh yeah, I got Botox. And I'm like, what? It is really, it's become very ubiquitous. I mean, we live in Los Angeles, so it's a skewed pool, but. <laughs> I've always looked at, yeah, that's like my skincare. I feel like Botox. <laughs> yeah, it's, part, it's part of the routine. And speaking of skincare, I'm interested to hear, because before we started today, I know you were saying that you've kind of got quite a low maintenance approach to your skincare. So tell me, like, what, what is your morning and evening routine? I'm almost embarrassed to say. <laughs> I actually use... Uh, these moisturizing like makeup towelettes uh -huh. that's how I just clean my face and then I just use like this moisturizer from Trader Joe's that has like I think SPF 15 ah! I know 15 Alexis oh, no and that's that's it <laughs> Her face is amazing, and she she wears fact SPF 15 from Trader Joe's. That's where I get my half and half, not my moisturizer. But it's like, 
But this is what I mean. It's like you are like a you're you're a walking advert for Trader Joe's because your skin looks so good. It's inspirational. Oh my gosh, fifteen. I want your skincare. All of this, I'm interested in everything you were talking about. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, that's why we're here to share our secrets. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So that so daytime, nighttime. What do you do? I repeat the same steps. <laughs> But minus the, the, the sunscreen? or do Minus you the sunscreen. I do use, uh, I think I have another just like a regular moisturizer that doesn't have any SPF. Wow. And so when it comes to, you know, procedures and things like that, how, like, do, is it something that you talk about openly? Do, you know, how, do people approach you and ask you where you get your skin done what and what's your approach with that and I've asked you about 12 questions there but you know what's what how do, how do people respond to you when you tell them that you've had Botox and fillers I feel like it's so normal especially like nowadays but um no I'm always open and I'm always talking about like the the newest thing I want to get done and like I'm very open about all that um but no people have asked me about my skincare routine and then they laugh when I tell them what it is <laughs> Do, and then they're on their way to Trader Joe's <laughs> to try and to try and um, see if they can make those changes in their own skin. Okay, so we've so we've talked about stuff you've had done, um, and this is a conversation I that you know all three of us I think want to have. It's like, what do we want to get done if we had all the money in the world and the best you know and a little kind of pocketbook full of the best you know numbers of the surgeons um, that can do the stuff. What would you, what would you love to have done next? I want to try the under eye, like filler, a little bit maybe of cheeks. And are we talking just face or just everything? everything. I wouldn't mind like seeing what like, a, like a breast, uh, a lift. Yeah. Yeah. I would like that. And I think that's it. Yeah. 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 So I'm glad you talked about eyes. I, for me, if I had unlimited funds, I would definitely... Well, I would start with the lids. I'd have a lid lift. I would have my eyes, my under eye bags done away with. I don't know how. Some people tell me that it's not possible and that I need to let it go. Other people tell me that it is. Um, and this is something, this is a bugbear of mine. When I talk about what I want to have done, I've people, I've people, the, the, the typical response is, oh, you don't need to get that done. I'm like, Bitch, yes I do, because I just told you I need to get it done, and this is my face, it's not yours, I appreciate you're being polite, and you're saying I don't need to get it done, but I believe I do. So don't tell me I don't need to get something done when I want to get it done, okay? I don't know, like, do you, if, do you have that same experience? It's just crazy, I don't know why people feel the need to say that. I think they're trying to be nice. Always, I hear the same thing, and I'm just like, I just block it out, like annoying noise. I'm just like, okay, thanks, and, and then I go forward. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, just block it out. And it, they are trying to be nice, and I guess if they really agreed with me and were like, yeah, you really need to get it done, yeah. I'd probably never speak to them again. So, <laughs> but like, yeah, I'd like there to be like a middle ground where we can like say, yeah, do you know what? I see, I see what you're saying, and I kind of agree and I th and I happen to know this person that you know did this amazing thing for me so it's like yeah so eyes I you know I read somewhere that the, the only two things that grow on the human body as you get older are your ears and your nose now yeah now I've got quite small ears so that doesn't bother me but my nose and I'm now ever since I've heard it I've been looking at my nose kind of obsessionally and I feel like it is getting bigger like every year like not like Pinocchio but like it's <laughs> 
it worries me that my nose is kind of starting to become the focal point of my face. So I would be open. I am definitely open to having a conversation about making this this smaller somehow. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I need to like you know break the bone of my nose, but just like the the soft stuff at the at the at the, at the end feels like it's kind of getting bigger for me. So I would. I definitely have that done. Um, I now this is now lips. I love your lips. Again, as a guy, you've got to be very careful when it comes to lips because you just run the risk of looking ridiculous. I've, and I've seen a lot of my male friends who will remain nameless have had their lips done and I haven't said anything, <laughs> but I've certainly been thinking things. I've never had an upper lip. I would love to know what it's like to have an upper lip. I just would love to have great lips. So if there is a, I mean, I'm sure there's a guy, some, there's a man out there, probably in Los Angeles, who knows how to give a man a good lip filler without him looking like the Joker, you know? Like that, so that would be something else I'd have done. Moving down. Oh. You have such a laundry list. Yeah, this is the list. We may need to edit some of this out in the name of, um, in the name of time management. But like, again, so I'm 42 and what I'm noticing is my neck. And again, this is a, I, I'm not the only person that notices it. I know you and I have spoken about the neck. I had a friend over the other day and she was looking really down and I was like, what's wrong with you? She was like, I just can't, I hate my neck. It's just, I can't find an angle anymore to do a selfie because it's like creping away. And it's like, what? I totally understand it's that. It's true, it's like, it's all about the neck. It's like, you can, because you can do whatever you want to your face, but in a way, it kind of doesn't matter if you've got a really wrinkly neck because it will, it's just an immediate giveaway as to how old you are. So it's like, what can we do? I don't think you can do Botox down here. Because I... Oh. I think you can. You can, I think. Yeah. I think they can put it right into the, the little wrinkles. I think what I've seen on social media, um, I've not done this, is that there is some way of injecting that like makes it it can it can smooth it out and like make it look less kind of um like you got those vertical sort of divisions yeah. I, if there's yeah if that makes sense I think it can like relax it in a way that does help that's what I have seen on some social media accounts really well I'd love to invite someone who's had their neck done and is delighted with the results because I just think it's I think it's a, I think it's a problem that we're, a lot of us are suffering with. I will say I know I keep coming back to them, and I promise you I'm not getting paid for this. But those Dr. Dennis peel, uh, Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads, I use them on my face and neck. So one pad you can just use one side on your face and one side on your neck. Mm -hmm. They have made a big difference in terms of just skin texture. Mm -hmm. So I will say that is something that's kind of a quick fix in the meantime. Okay. Okay, yeah, in the meantime, that's good to know. But like I say, the long-term goal for me is I want someone to put me to sleep to do the work they need to do to my neck and face. So that's what, that's what I'm manifesting for in 2024. And if you do all of that, your life will be perfect. Oh, of course it will. That's all, that matters. all you need is an amazing face to be happy. We all know and neck. And neck, and neck, and neck. So, okay, so we, so Alexis and I have talked about our um, wish list of uh, procedures. Anna, what about you? Okay, so I guess mine's relatively conservative. Um, I would like to, I am curious about some of these um, laser and like and light treatments for, you know, dark spots and sun damage and stuff like yes. that. I just, sorry, you just reminded me the last time we spoke, you said you were going to undergo a bit of laser light 
treatment. Is that right? So I was looking into it. So here's what happened. So I was going to do IPL, which stands for something, pulse something. Mm -hmm. It's it's some sort of light thing where they zap your face and then your sun damage kind of emerges. Like you get these dark freckles and then they just fall off, which sounds kind of amazing. So I was going to do that. And then what happened was I was, I was researching it and, you know, I submitted my paperwork to the place that I was interested in going to. And I've actually, for, um, for a few years now, I have taken this herbal supplement every day, St. John's wort for mood. Yes. Yes. Um, I've heard of that. Yeah, so basically it's like a natural antidepressant. Like I've always, I think, had a kind of moderate depression that will come and go, which I've only just recently started talking about, actually. But yeah, it's 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 something that, you know, there was a time when I was sort of resistant to the idea of taking an actual prescription antidepressant. Now I don't feel that way. But a, f- a couple years ago, I just, I, I don't know, I was, I was like, well, I don't know. And so um, a healthcare professional recommended to me, well, why don't you try St. John's Ward? It's just over the counter. So I've been taking that, and I and I did notice a very big difference in just my baseline mood. So it's, it was very helpful to me. But one of the side effects is that it can make you more photosensitive. So you can be more sensitive to light and stuff. And actually, they specifically recommend that if you are taking that supplement, you don't do IPL because there have been instances of people on that supplement getting a horrible phototoxic reaction to this treatment which is a direct depression for me I don't (laughs) care how happy that stuff makes you if it makes your skin bad I'm gonna have to say no to that yeah so this is like also getting into just how superficial I truly am but basically (laughs) what happened was I was like well you know okay I've been thinking anyway for like the last many months like I had already been thinking like, you know, I've been on this like weird herbal supplement for a few years. Nobody's really studied the long-term effects. At this point, I'm fine with going on a traditional antidepressant just for me personally. Um, I had been meaning to make a doctor's appointment to talk about that because I thought, well, if I'm going to take something for long-term, it might as well be something that's FDA approved. Uh-huh. And um, But I kind of put it off because, you know, I was feeling okay and I wasn't having many negative side effects. But I think the IPL research was the thing that finally gave me the final nudge to be like, you know what, I need to like deal with this mood thing in a real medical way. So I actually have a doctor's appointment for later in the month. Bravo, (laughs) Bravo. I applaud you. I applaud your priorities because you've got them in the right right order. I I was going to do it anyway, but this was like the extra nudge that I needed. (laughs) Like you can't do IPL until you get off this stuff. So you know what, if it pushes me to like treating my depression in a in a tr- <laughs> more uh, responsible way than good. Yeah. I, I remember a long time ago reading an article by, um, do you know the writer Taffy Brodesser Ackner? She writes for the New York Times and she does all these funny celebrity profiles. Um, she's kind of known for doing like sassy celebrity profiles. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, she wrote an article about how there was some study maybe that had suggested, I have no idea if this is still true, but some research had suggested that Botox was good for your mood, like good for depression, because by preventing you from like scowling and making the facial expressions of being unhappy, it somehow worked outside in and affected your mood. I don't care if that's completely false. That has now become one of the number one reasons that I'm going to advocate Botox for everybody. You know, she got it for the article. I remember she she got Botox for the article. And I remember thinking like, is this just a really complicated justification for doing something that you feel is kind of superficial and like overly expensive? But you know what? I'll just glom onto that too and be like, this is like my period of time of 
you know, taking care of my mental health. And you know what? If it's like, if some of it is tied to my skincare obsession, yeah. then who cares? Yeah, I'm sorry. Anything that stops you from frowning has to be, has to be good. I'm sorry. Like, never mind turn that frown upside down. Just freeze the goddamn frown. <laughs> I'm loving that. That resonated with me when you said that. That just made me smile, which is good for my mental health. It's just like, I just want to look good. <laughs> I wonder, you feel better. When you look good, you feel better. It, it helps your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yes, we all know, you know, drink water, eat vegetables and fruit, and all of that stuff's important. Exercise. I'm sure you do all of those things, Alexis. But it, in this day and age, that isn't going to cut it. You've got to take the extra step sometimes, you know? You just do. Absolutely. So yeah, I've clearly just reframed my whole obsession with, <laughs> as mental health care, but, but you know, I'm doing other things too. I do have this doctor's appointment, blah, blah, blah. So whatever. It's not my only form of mental health care, but I've just wrapped it into that bucket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to back up for a minute. Alexis, can you tell us a little just about, yeah, about yourself, what you do and how you came to live in Los beautiful Los Angeles? So I've been a hairstylist for, I think, 15 years, and I just got into acting, or I'm getting into acting. Um, moved to L.A. about three years ago, but it was my fourth time moving here. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had been here, like, starting, I think I was, like, 19. I would always stay for a year, go back to D.C., and then finally I moved, actually, during the pandemic, um, July 4th of 2020, and I've been here a little over three years. Oh, okay. And when you say you're getting into acting, so what is that entail i have no idea how one would break in <laughs> so i found an agent got headshots you know been going to classes and stuff like that okay. so yeah any do you have like a, a specialty like um commercials like theater just all of it kind of all of it right now because i'm so new but definitely looking to get in commercials or something into comedy probably interesting and then do you do hair in the meantime i've been doing hair yeah lots of hair extensions is like my specialty so you're in, and you're so you're in the beauty world. Yeah, beauty world, beauty skin adjacent, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine that people getting any kind of treatment for their appearance or you know service, like doing your hair, you you probably do they you do look at the people providing the service and kind of like think, well, how good do their does their hair look? Like how you know right. if it's someone attractive, like to you then you kind of there's something aspirational like oh yeah I want this person to do my hair because maybe I'll look like her even though that doesn't make any sense right because we never do it's so funny I used to think the same but we don't do our own hair like I don't do my own extensions someone else does them but I get clients because they're like oh your hair's so pretty and I'm like I paid for this yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true it's like you know we don't we don't need to look at a website we just need to look at the actual person that's providing the treatments because that's that that's the advert, you know. So yeah, it's um it's just important to look. It's important to look as good as we possibly can. And do you feel pressured? I mean, pursuing acting, you know, in Los Angeles is I imagine very difficult, can be quite a grind. There's, you know, a million people competing for for the same dream. Do you ever feel pressure in terms of your appearance and like I guess asking where do you draw the line between are you very clear about these are the things that I want to do because they just make me feel good and I'm totally comfortable with it? And then is there a line where it's like, you know, insecurity driven and like, do you feel that pressure? And I guess, how do you, how do you maintain that, that boundary where it stays on the healthy side or do you? I don't know. I don't think I've ever felt any pressure. I'm always kind of like open to like, if I went and saw a doctor and they're like, oh, this would look great on you. Like if I felt that 
that were true, then I'd be like, okay, sign me up. Like, let's get it done. You know? So I don't really have that. I guess it's more of like a feeling. So yeah, but I don't feel any pressure. Because you do seem, I mean, I've known you for 40 minutes, but, but yeah, you do seem like pretty just comfortable and confident about, you know, and comfortable talking about this stuff, which is pretty unusual, you know? Um, so yeah, you don't seem to be like conflicted about it. Like, oh, you know, I, I feel like I'm inadequate and that's why, you know, I have to do things to my face. It's like, you just seem like, yeah, I like it. You just want to, yeah. Like I feel like, especially nowadays, it feels like before, like, I remember, like, my grandmother was in her 40s or 50s. She was old. But now women in their 40s or 50s, they're hot. Look at, like, Demi yes. Moore. Like, so now I'm like, I want to be a hot 80-year-old, yes. you know? Yes. <laughs> no, absolutely. I want, I want to be a gorgeous corpse, you know? Like, yes. it's, and it's possible. This is, we're living in an amazing time. The future is here. People... People can work miracles when it comes to appearance and, and, and the face. And what is stopping any of us from looking amazing until we're, you know, ready to be put in a coffin? Fire, exactly. You know? <laughs> I, I, was, I was actually wondering, do you think it's because you come from the... Are you from the East Coast, right? So do you think you, you kind of have a, an East Coast sensibility or, or an outlook on life that is different from the West Coast outlook on life that kind of makes you kind of breezy and, and and hopeful and optimistic and happy about stuff. Do you think East Coast people are happier? No, I think it's the complete opposite. Oh. I think West Coast, yeah, because it's so like, where I'm from, it's very like next to DC, very political. It's just a different energy. Yeah. And here it's just like everybody's, I feel like, has a dream. They're going after it, like laid back. Like you can go to the beach at like Monday at 12 o'clock and yeah. totally fine. Like, you know, it's just a different energy. Yeah. So I feel like I have LA energy, not East Coast energy. <laughs> so you, yeah, so you found, you found the place where you belong and it is Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah, I feel the same. I feel the same, I love it here. Well, in the interest of us veering about talking about geography on a podcast that's about skincare, I think it might be time to wrap it up, do you? I think so. I think we've covered a lot of ground. 46 minutes, yeah. we'll edit. Well, Alexis, thank you so much for coming along. It's been an education to hear about the fact that you basically don't do much to your skin to make it look amazing. I just can't believe that SPF 15, yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm excited to try the things that you were talking about today. I'm definitely going to try Dr. What is it? Oh, yeah. Dr. Dr. Dennis Dr. Gross. Gross. It's the bomb. And I recommend Suntegrity 5-in-1 um, it's called the five-in-one cream. It's just, uh, it's a sunblock. It has a little bit of coverage, so you don't have to wear other makeup. It's a moisturizer and does two other things, so it's five-in-one. That's definitely my speed. I like, like, all-in-one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and just, you know, I, I just can't stop, end the podcast without giving a shout-out to my favorite product of the moment, which is La Mer BB Cream uh, SPF 35. I have it on now. It is basically makeup. But would you know that I was wearing makeup if I hadn't told you? No. No. I just love how all of them, it's not 30, it's 35 or 36. <laughs> I, will, I will refuse to do 30. I just can't, despite what the science is saying, it has to be over 30 for me and my face. 36 is very random. I wonder if there is some weird psychology behind that. I mean, I don't know what it would be, but like, it's always 35, right? It's increments of five, usually yeah. 30, 35, 40, 45. It's like, 36, what? Maybe someone's like patented 35 and it can no longer be used by any other company. So now, now 36 is the new one. I don't, I don't know, but it seems to be working for me at the moment. Well, apparently it is. Your skin does look good. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. And um, I look forward to the next time we talk. Um, we have no idea what we're going to be talking about yet or who we're going to be speaking to, but we do know that it will be about skin. And as we say every at the end of every episode, whatever you do, don't forget SPF. Don't forget. Thank you.